Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Bonsai Chat. I am your host, Ryan Trainer, and on today's episode, we take a little sidetrack with the format, and I sit down and interview Robert Centuri. So now we normally talk about a lot of nerd stuff and video game culture and stuff like that, but uh, I met Robert through a friend of mine named Joe, who I had on the podcast as well, and we all sat down and talked about his book that he just wrote. He just wrote a book called Man, I Wish That Were Me. It's like a combine of short stories, poems, and just kind of, you know, experiences of life in general. And it was really cool whenever I meet somebody that has done a creative project with it, making video games to, you know, a book, a podcast, stuff like that. It just always excites me and I always like hearing their process and their story of how they started to where they're at now. And Robert just uh, wrote this book and it just came out this month as well. So I'll put that all in the show notes of how to look the, look up the book and where to find it as well, along with Robert's um, social medias too. So it was just a fun conversation of the whole writing process and where he you know got a lot of his influence from and stuff that... Uh, Again, if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear all about. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And again, before we get started, this is a Patreon supported podcast. You can go on to patreon.com forward slash bonsai chat to support this podcast any way, shape or form. That'd be highly appreciated. And um, yeah, check us out on all social medias at bonsai chat, Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, just go on there, like and review, give us a five star, always helps us at the Bonsai Chat. So let's get started with this interview with Robert Century of Man, I Wish That Were Me. Let's get into it. Right. Welcome to the Bonsai Chat. I'm your host, Ryan Trainer, and I'm here with Robert. It's Cent Centurn Centuri. Centuri. Yeah. All right. I always I if we went out to lunch before here and I kept saying Centurion for some reason and I don't know why I said that, so I'm so sorry. But uh and we're here, you know, with uh, another co host of mine, my good buddy Joe. What's up, yeah. Joe? Yeah, well. So uh welcome to the podcast. Thank and you. um the reason why we're here is Robert has wrote a book. So I wanted to talk about this book because uh, it was interesting to see somebody just kind of doing their own thing, you know, writing something, especially writing if it's, you know, making a movie or doing a book or just any type of content. It's always cool seeing somebody go through that process and, um, you know, trying to do that. So what is like your book about? Like, what would you call it? If I had to say what my book is about, I'd probably have to say it's kind of about, you know, growing up, trying to figure out what becoming a man means, you know, and then having all that shit twisted around and realizing that it really wasn't anything you expected or anything you were told uh, growing up. All right. But it's kind of like it also... It also, when you're a kid, you grow up, you're reading Dr. Seuss and Shel Silverstein and it's all rhyming and fun. And there's like a message in there, in their material and you grow up and things get a little bit more mundane and you're like, where did that material go? Where's that for adults? You know, that, that fun reading that's like, you know, you can find some meaning in it, but it's, it's lighthearted at the same time and kind of uh, takes you in different directions. And that was kind of the idea. 
Yeah. And your book's called, I, I guess we should have kind of pedaled back and talk about the name of the book, Man, I Wish That You Were Me, right? No. Uh, Man, I Wish That Were Me. Oh, that's it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm I already fucking up I here. So. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. But uh, so I wrote it down, <laughs> but I can't read my writing. So, um, so when writing this, have you always been like into writing and like uh, writing books? Is this your first book you wrote? This is my first book. Uh, when I graduated from high school and started taking like a couple composition classes, when I started out in uh, at the university, I was like, oh, writing's kind of fun, you know. The teachers like to encourage you and to, to write creatively, and it was always fun. And then I I did a little bit of writing. I stopped for a long time, and then I started. Are you okay? <laughs> You're gonna make it. And I started, I started writing again when I, when my, my girlfriend, now my wife left to go to New Zealand to work for a year wow. and I was really sad. And of course that's where a lot of art and, you know, inspiration comes from is emotions get it out there some way. Right. Yeah, obviously. So I wrote her a really nice poem and I was like, you want to know what I'm going to do? It wasn't enough that I wrote a really nice poem. I'm going to get it published. And I sent it to publication after publication. It was just like rejected, rejected, <laughs> rejected. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a subscription to Writer's Digest and other publications, and I'm going to enter some of their contests too. And I started doing little short stories here and there, and it was just like rejected, rejected. So I stopped for a long time and then uh, got a job in an office. I did that for about five years. And of course, as normally comes with an office, uh, your mental stability just breaks down and down and down you know, just day in, day out until I was just like on the verge of collapse. And my wife was like, you need to start journaling and writing again. And that's kind of where it picked up a lot of, I would say almost half the book is like straight from journal entries. Yeah. And the other half is kind of planned out. And that's like, you can see that it, it almost seems like, yeah, you're, you accidentally just gave one of your journals to a publisher, you know, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Cause reading it, it's just, it's, it's very personal. And almost if, <clears throat> you know, it's hard to understand like what a writer's trying to like perceive and stuff. So it's cool seeing somebody put their, you know, thoughts and emotions and stuff on paper, especially because you have a mix of like short stories to poems and stuff like that. So do you like blending uh, both styles of writing? Yeah, it was, I, I had like, I originally had like 120 pieces or something like that. And I had to figure out how to cut it down to 70. And I ended up cutting out a lot of the short stories because it seemed like it broke it up weird. And I just tried to keep some of the ones that I liked in there. But I was really trying to go for like a nice flow. Like as soon as you get used to this, it changes up into something else without making, you know, one form go on for too long to the point where somebody's like, all right, I got to put this down for a second. No, that's a good point. Actually, I felt that same way in this, you know, it was just you would be reading like a, a page and then maybe like one was two pages and then it would be a couple paragraphs and stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of us have like, you know, OCD and all that kind of different stuff now with all of our devices at our hands. So to have a different format of writing and um, a book that you have that's so digestible, it's like uh, really cool to kind of see that instead of just a lot of hard dialogue like right up front and just like i mean there is people that do like that but um i enjoyed because i haven't even actually read a physical book like i do a lot of audiobooks and stuff like mm -hmm. that so to sit down and read this definitely was like kind of a eye-opener and uh 
you know, nice breath of fresh air to see some different type of writing than just like what you normally see. Nice. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, it definitely, a lot of times you get into like the literary world and poetry in general is super hard to digest. So I tried to make more, more along the lines and make my words work for me instead of getting into the getting into the whole situation where I'm trying to be like overly complex or it's like something you can't digest because you have to sit there and think about it. And then you got to go take a class about it. And then you're sitting there talking to a teacher and you're like, I just (laughs) wanted to read a book. (laughs) Exactly. And did, have, have you always been writing like this before you decided to put like, uh, like an actual book out there? Like, have you been doing this like your whole life, like doing poetry or just like journaling and stuff like that? No, no. My wife bought me a, uh, a book to journal in and I was like this is nice and I just kind of like threw it in my closet for half a decade until Mm -hmm. I was super miserable at my office job and started writing and that was kind of where it all spawned from which is weird because I had the title in my head from like three years prior I was like I knew what I wanted my book to be called I wanted to be man I wish that were me and then that sat there for like three years and then I finally started writing it and it turns out I still liked the title. Everything came together nicely. It was just about getting it organized and formatted after that. I I think that's like the interesting thing about, um, I I research a lot of writers and just, I I always like the backstory of this and actually meeting somebody that, you know, wrote a book just like you. And it's, it seems like a lot of people have those like kind of backstories of they've, wrote something down once, you know, like they had a journal from, you know, a girlfriend or a friend, or maybe they just picked it up at the store and they had this one idea and it could be a title or maybe their first draft of their book. Then they set it aside and kind of explore just what writing is because writing is so interesting since anybody can do it. You just need a Mm -hmm. piece of paper and a pen. Now you just, you can, you know, do voice notes and stuff like that. It's almost easier too, but to understand like the thoughts in your head and what you're thinking if you're writing Lord of the Rings or if you're writing a poem or if you're writing a manual down it's it it's just really cool to see how hard that can be and just the practice of it so did you when you were writing this book too did you go through any like I got to write every day or just kind of when it came to you like how did you like put the uh format of the book together honestly i i got a book when i was just about it started slowing down it's like i wrote i was kind of writing a lot and then it slowed down for a while and then i got this book called the artist's way by julia julia cameron mm-hmm. i believe is her name oh, yeah. it's about it's like book. have you read it yeah, yeah and Sorry, it was about like <laughs> i'll show you later um, <laughs> Like it's actually right there on the yeah. shelf behind you. It's <laughs> well, it's like, like you already read it, so you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I wish I had a bookshelf here, but that'd make more uh, sense. No, and it was it was just excellent. Like the exercises, and talks about like the process of creativity being more about paying attention, you know, than mm-hmm. anything. Just like noticing smaller things, and kind of taking those mental notes. Yeah. So that was, and I started reading that book, and honestly, it was just like a waterfall after that. Yeah. Just like the floodgates opened and it was just like an entire probably two month period i would say almost half the book came out in two months and then a little bit afterwards and then probably like about eight months before so the whole thing was probably about 11 months almost a year okay i mean that that's they say it's like you know writing a book and no matter what the length is of it you know it takes time and you know i think a year's you know 
actually short, you know, some people take like five to 10 years almost to write their first book and stuff like that. So for sure. And honestly, it's like sometimes now that I'm working a job that I don't hate, you know, I'm out, I'm, I'm working outside. It's physical. I'm happy. I'm not sad. Sometimes I pick up this book and I look at it and I'm like, where did that even come from? And yeah. how, how did I even get these ideas? <laughs> <laughs> it can get dark sometimes, you know, reading your book, there are some, um, like cynical, just like it can get, you know, like, man, what was he going through there? Like, that must have been a rough day or a rough moment or something like that. But, I mean, I think with anybody putting out their work, I, I think that's a good thing for an artist, for people to see maybe their side of whatever that is. They might not know it front to back, but if you were putting out something that was, like, loving or hateful, it's like that. if it's reading or painting or something like that, that's how people should take it in, you know? Right. So what do you think uh, – what do you think people are going to kind of get from reading this book? Uh, hopefully, I, th- I feel like my idea was kind of like, well, I released it on February 2nd, 2020, because, you know, it's a mirror image of itself. And that was important because the book was kind of like me figuring out that I was taking myself and my life a little bit too seriously. It became like a chance to look in the mirror and laugh a bit. Uh, that so not like taking it seriously is just like the big um just kind of reflection you took from like the whole thing is that what you're saying yeah yeah i mean it that's very that's a very good point because now it's like things are so serious and you know we're all trying to get through this life as best as possible and the best way but it's uh you know it can be tough sometimes and you know some people are just like kind of frown upon frown you know upon people doing things like these like even if it's like trying to better yourself from writing or you know doing something else like outside of the workforce or something like right. that so um do you feel like it's weird kind of you know showing people your book and like your work since it's you know per- pretty personal a part of me worries about you know and anybody that might be like offended or get kind of angry about some of the things but as far as sharing it i've actually my wife is complimented me on it as well says that I'm actually really open to about sharing and like reading without really being too nervous about it or like worrying about you know who's who's in front of me listening and I think that's partly because I, I am really proud of you know what I've what I've done with it so yeah I don't really have any like anything to hide away I, I mean especially with how me and you met you know <clears throat> barely know you pretty much and you know we just hung out for the first time today and to have like a total stranger just be like you know i knew about your book through joe here and just getting that it was like you know that must be kind of like a weird just like oh some you know random stranger is gonna read my book and uh now we're sitting down doing a podcast (laughs) it was pretty funny actually when he first told me you know hey would you like to hear some of my poetry yeah yeah, you, you're, I feel your like side. my first reaction was just kind of like, ew. But <laughs> are you gay? Well, <laughs> come on, bro. Well, the thing really? is, is I'd already known you for a little bit there, and I was like, this guy's pretty cool. So in about yeah. six days, I'm gonna listen to at least a little bit. Yeah, and then if I don't like it, I'll just get roses really are quiet red, and violets are blue. <laughs> I'll just get out of the car and walk away. <laughs> but I did like it. Yeah. And thus. 
we're here. Yeah. No, I know. And I mean, Joe, usually when me and you are talking too, it's, you know, mostly about just some random shit in our life, video games, you know, blah, 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 stuff like that. So for him to bring up your work and just be like, hey, man, you know, a buddy of mine wrote this book, you know, it's this poetry, just kind of short story thing, you know, and, you know, Joe knows me pretty well. So he knew that I would be kind of interested in things like that. So, you know, I, I think that's, that's what life's about, man. You know, even if it's like, you didn't like it, just showing it to other people and just getting it out there is like kind of the best thing, you know, and it does sound all like, Ooh, hippy dippy and stuff like that. But Especially, I mean, yeah, it is, it is weird. Cause it does have that. It does have that connotation to it. And somebody's like, what's your book about? And you're like poetry and short stories. And they're like, Oh, you know, it's like that hot thing on Instagram where you see like a motivational quote in a yeah. little box with a with uh, some little decor around it. If you it. think about it, it will happen. And you're, you know, yeah, oh yeah, you I know, like a cloud or something like that. Like that. Yeah. yeah, and it's like self. And I've gone through like the self help thing. Like you know, it's like I Tony Robbins. You know, just like all Tony that Robbins stuff. is the man. He he's great, and like those are really good things. But I think what a lot of people and even like very successful people with like uh how standard motivational books work is a lot of them that have kind of grown up and were influenced by a lot of those things it's like they don't want to stick to the whole thing of just like yeah you want to be positive and motivating but you want to just kind of you know, just be your authentic self. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And there's and definitely steps you have to take. It doesn't yeah. just happen. You know, people are like, hey, hey, just think about it. And then here I am. Yeah. And it might not even be what you think. Like you can have all those things you want, but you're going to have to do a lot of other shit that you're going right. to hate that you're like, no, they didn't say I had to do that. But it's like, all no, the people you're see, have to. All the know? people see is the book. You know, they didn't see me in front of my computer for hundreds of hours being like, is that a comma there? Or should that be a period? Does this look better if I put it over there? <laughs> Am I sure this is the way I want it to look? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> especially like the actual, you know, and, and that's another thing too, you know, the because your style of your book is just so unique. It's cool to see the way it's like formatted as well. You know, I could barely write a paragraph sometimes. I only <laughs> like doing bullet points because I can just do sentence by sentence. But uh, yours, have you ever read the, this is not, this is like a totally different kind of book, but uh, the I think it's like the book of four leaves. I think that's what it's called. I forgot the author's name. But... No, I haven't. I yeah. know a few people who have. My wife has read that and said it was really good. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for reminding me. I'm always looking for books like that. I feel like I've heard people talk about it, and my wife was a big fan. And I after that, I just forgot about it. Yeah, and it's, never read it. It's more of a story, you know. It has like yeah. a narrative to it, but the way it's written is very like trippy, and like you have to read upside down, like sideways. Oh, really? Like there's all these like tricks to it that goes with what is the it story kind of, like, is. Full of life lessons and stuff like that. In a way, it's okay. you know, it's it's a little more complex. It's it's a big book too, but um, Wait, when maybe I, I don't know what you're talking about if it's a big book. I mean, it's, 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 I, I can't think of the exact many pages, but when I read Why yours, 36 pages, dude. unreal. That's unreal that you it's can't the Bible. the exact page. Uh, <laughs> Have you heard of it? Yeah. But I, you're, that book and that book's been out for, I, I think almost maybe a decade now, but that book came to my head when I read yours because okay. of how you change your styles from very traditional to, you know, um, just a bunch of points and stuff like that to like talking, you know, almost like a script and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it, it was really cool. You know, I, I think that's, uh, 
you know, really unique and, uh, you know, it's always good to see stuff different. And I really think you got something different here. So. Thanks. And I feel like that's what I was also trying to do. Like you're turning pages. And when I originally had it set up, it, the formatting wasn't anything special. It was all left justified straight through. And I was like, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is not what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I went through and kind of tried to make everything as, you know, as interesting as possible. And I, and I think I like what I ended up with. Oh yeah. No, you did some good <clears throat> stuff. What about you, Joe? What'd you think about it? <clears throat> I really liked it. I um, I mean, just to go back to pretty much the first thing he said, you know, I feel like life is not all super high stakes stuff. And um, I didn't, ne- I've never worked in an office, but when it comes to just, you know, living life, there's a lot of relatable stuff in this book because I feel like a lot of us share certain feelings about life. And the fact that, you know, Robert here portrays that, a lot of stuff is it, it is what it is, you know. Um, yeah. Like super low stakes stuff, that's there too. There's a lot of monotony, you know. We all we all share that that <clears throat> this day differs not from the last seventy. Mm-hmm. And then there are those super hardcore moments that kind of define you as a person. And um, <clears throat> I mean, reading this book was kind of cool because I felt like I got to know you better, or at least part of you. And the uh, that's where a lot of the growth comes from is the suffering. Yeah. You know, so for sure. I get I get feedback from some of the people that have started reading it since since it's been out and they say, you know, is some of the things I'm reading here it almost feels like those could have been my thoughts, you know, like maybe everybody's not that different, you know. So I'm like cool. So ultimately that's what I want people to do is read it and relate. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that's I that's the best when you can get cuz in your head you always think like I'm the only one thinking like this, yeah. you know, like I am the only one going through this. But then when you see somebody else, just like they may think that way, but they they're going through something different. Just that in itself, like can make a big, you know, difference. And you showing your work and just getting, you know, feedback from your work as well. So how has it been like uh, promoting your book? Like, you know, you obviously were very nice enough to come on this podcast and do this, which is cool. And, now thinking about me yeah yeah you're welcome but it's like with social media and stuff like that um it's just putting anything out so weird now you know because like yeah you're gonna tell your friends and family but it's like you can put it out to people across the world now technically yeah absolutely it's a little bit different than it was before i saw a quote that was like an artist doesn't know if he produced anything good until until after he's dead 75 100 years later and i was like i forget who the quote was i don't know if it was somebody who's dead or somebody who's alive but i was like did this dude have the internet i was like you can find out pretty quick if you're doing something substantial a lot of people consume it but that's very i I guess it could be garbage but it's still true though i mean that's like um you know like sublime uh you know, but I think it was Picasso. Like he didn't even have like any paintings sold till he yeah, was a dead. A lot of you know, a lot of painters. That's yeah. That's it's what sad, happens. but it's just kind of the thing. And then these people pass on, and you know, they've had this thing of work, and then just somebody is just like, "Hey, this is cool. You you want to hear this or you want to see this?" And then it becomes iconic. You know, right. and it's just like. It's almost like there, especially now, since you think there's like, all right, you promote on Facebook, you promote on this, you get a website, you talk to people, you do podcasts and stuff, but there is no right way, really, you know? No, I think, I feel like 
everybody said you got to get your Facebook rolling, your Instagram rolling. I didn't want to, but I kind of know that I had to. So I did create the yeah. Instagram, you know, to kind of get into the community and try to post and promote there. And I think a big part of it is just going to be going around trying to talk to shops about small signings. One of my buddies uh, in Wyandotte runs runs the art gallery he's owner of the art gallery there he was like yeah you can do a signing down here promote your book and i was like oh that's really nice thanks man and he recommended that too he was like yeah it'd be a good place to start is just promoting yourself and going around to smaller shops and trying to say hey look this is what i got uh would you be interested in you know having me here to do a signing and see how that goes i mean you seem pretty confident with yourself a lot and does it feel weird promoting like something like this? It does because I feel like when people are normally promoting things, I'm just like, like Joseph, it's just like, oh, get away from me. Yeah. It's want, weird. I don't want anything, but it's like, it's so weird when you work on something and I'm like, no, I think it's good. I like it. I think people will yeah. like it. And then I'm like, will you pay me? And they're like, what are you poor? Yeah. <laughs> Give me it for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't you just let me borrow it, bro? You know, so you but... read it in four hours and give it back. Yeah, and that's it. It is because it's like you, you yeah, always. Earth. Yeah, <laughs> you think it, is it one copy, copy enough? <laughs> yeah, just give it to the next person. The next person. Yeah, why would you need a bunch of copies? But I think it's just that kind of narrative of thinking you're like a salesperson and stuff like right. that. And it's like that does suck because it's like I'm a car salesman, and it's like yeah, here like this, like that, like that. Like you're kind of like you feel like you're forcing it down people's throat, and then you're like, how was it? How was it? And they're like, it was good and then people are like you're not aggressive Yo, enough it? yeah and it's... are you telling me the truth or are you lying to me and, and you almost <laughs> want destructive cri uh, criticism too you know it's yeah, like it's like it's almost bad when you get somebody that's like um you know they may accept your book and even pay you for it but then they're just like oh it's the best thing i ever read it's like come on this right. might not be you know it doesn't have to be the most amazing thing in the world but you can you can say I need to know what sucks. It, it has to change yeah. in the next edition. And I think a true artist should understand that, you know. Yeah. No if if any artist, you know, especially like like a musicians, if they were said every single one of their works were a hit, they would just be so delusional, they would just make garbage for the rest of their career. That's a that's a great point. That's what I was thinking about when I was trying to organize my book with respect to how much I was cutting. It was like you listen to a CD and most CDs you don't like every single song, which yeah. is the same thing like when I and grab that's okay, a poetry you know? book. It's like sometimes I'll read a poetry book and I'll get like two or three that I really like and revisit and the rest of it, I'm kind of like, meh. And I was like, that was one of the things I didn't want to do. I didn't want somebody to pick up my book, go through it and be like, oh, there's a couple good ones in there. The rest was just like, meh. Yeah, page two and 90, we're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and that's, I think, going back to like the process of writing, uh, you know, especially with talking about the artist way, like writing out like three pages and stuff like that, like kind of like just like flooding out a lot of your ideas and just like what you're trying to put on your actual paper is, you know, a really good exercise to get used to because you could wake up and, you know, maybe get a good workout in or a good, have a good day, but you just got nothing, you know? Right. And it might mean you just taken out a few ideas and then that third, fourth page or <clears throat> sixth page will be what you want to put into your book or, you know, blog or whatever, you know? Journaling was seriously a game changer. I'm yeah. not kidding. If I were to say probably half of the book is the morning pages and I would say like a quarter to a half of that is almost like verbatim out of the morning pages with like a couple edits. 
It cool. was like sweet. Hey, if, so that was a huge help. It's just like you know, mental push-ups. You know that, what I'm saying? It's you thanks, know, thanks, Julia. <laughs> I think she's still alive. <laughs> I don't want to say that in a weird, you know, bad way, but uh, she might be. Yeah, boomers. Boomers. <laughs> uh, what What was your first like impression? Uh, well, you already talked about you, you did like it a lot, but um, what did you come away from it like after reading a few of his like uh, like poems and just short stories and stuff? You know, what's funny is a lot of what I read, I relate to me being a father. Okay. Which is funny because Robert is not a father. But <laughs> That's I a often good point. find myself good point. questioning myself as a father. Okay. Uh, I'd, I'd like to bring up son. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I like how it compared to my life and all our lives and those of us who labor and doing the same task day after day. It can be frustrating, but in the story, the protagonist sees a great purpose and pride in his work, and it makes the time and toil worth it. I took from it whatever you do, if you find value in it, that it gets you through your life work. Um, it, <laughs> it gets you through your work day. However, at the end, I noticed there is a sadness. His connection with his work is accompanied by the long days it comes with. And it comes with a separation from his child. And I wondered if this is how workaholics feel or if they don't feel that at all. <laughs> because they're too busy being workaholics. Yeah, yeah. It's an it's an addict mindset, you know, even if it's just work and not like like a substance you're taking. At least from what I would understand with you know, like there's this thing of like, you know, you gotta grind, bro. You gotta, you know, grind every day and like work till you die and all this stuff and that that is true you know you got to put in a lot of hard work with everything that you do if it's just your job from nine to five to you know doing a book to doing anything but it's there comes to a point where you can only take so much as a physical human being where you have to counter that with just like something else you know life experience and that's like the balance i i would expect that you know you would probably you know try to balance with as well of just like can't just be writing for 24 hours you gotta it's good to even actually have a job that you might you might not totally love or something like that but even the gripes of that day bring your writing to life you know what i'm saying and uh, right even those things and just like meeting other people and like talking and stuff like that you know brings more you know color to your work and stuff like that so and that's honestly, that's a, that's a good point as well, because I think the majority of what the issue was with my other jobs was just like a lack of meaning, feeling like I, what I was doing wasn't meaningful, you know, like getting off yeah. work, going to a family function, having somebody say, how's your job going? What are you doing? And be like, eh, let's talk about something else. Or just like being embarrassed about what you do as opposed to, you know, that's a big I, deal. I feel like I'm proud of what I do now, which is probably why I haven't written since. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard not. Yeah. It's really, they kind of force you to be. Yeah. In a way in that a way. makes me just feel like, <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> I hate you guys. I. <laughs> so you don't feel the need to be like. I'm a lion baby. Yeah. You don't. You, you so don't. Why don't you kill me? <laughs> Do you, do you, so you don't really, you, you don't really have that like connection of like, I got to write every day and like keep this strength up. It's just more of a, like kind of, I kind of check, I kind of check in every month yeah. and I yell at myself a little bit for only checking in once a month, you know, that's but, cool. 
I, I should more, but like Joe said, we, we we're so busy now with our line of work and, and trying to be online and do the schooling. And then everything is coming at you so fast, all this different materials, different processes, all the shit you're having to learn on the job in the field. It's like my mind is just cluttered. And I, and I find the stuff that we're learning about now really interesting. So I'm kind of like consumed by that. And my writing is just kind of, you know, taken a little hiatus, but I'm not, I'm not sad about it, but I'm also not sad in general right now. So. Well, I mean, you just finished your book, so yeah. it's not like you're taking right, a hiatus. Right, right. I wouldn't say yeah, that. Yeah. Now this next step, which is going to be probably even harder than writing the book, which is promoting and selling yeah. it. But <clears throat> that's, that's good though. Cause a lot of people take just like how easy it is to access the world now, you know, they're like, I got to quit my job. I got to just put everything aside and be like the, the typical starving artist, which right. is just like, you know, that's such a romantic kind of view. And it doesn't, usually those people don't pan out because they, they can't do what they want to do. So it's like, if you can't, uh, you know, put your responsibilities of doing your work and then finding the time to put in the work for your projects, like, you're not going to get anything done. So it's almost like the structure of having a job can help so much, you know? Absolutely. A lot of times it seems like in, when you talk about how, you know, we have all everything at our fingertips with the internet and how connected we are, you, it seems like it would be easier, but it's at times it seems yeah. like it's almost like too much and you find yourself like scrolling through stuff. And I just like look at stuff. I don't really like a whole lot of things. I don't yeah. give out a lot of hearts and I'm like, I want people to give me hearts, but I just scroll through and don't heart other people. Like what kind of a monster am I? Yeah. You and that, you got to give it out. You got to give out the love. And that, <laughs> and that's the thing with like social media too. That's interesting because it's, uh, like you didn't need social media to write your book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like that had nothing to do with you writing this book at all, actually. You know, it's, it is a tool to reach out to people for that. And that's basically all it is. And that's like, yeah, if you get likes or comments, but it's like, is that, and that it's like something you have to ask yourself. It's like, is that what you want? Do you want 6,000 likes on a picture or the cover of your book? Or do you want someone to be like, hey, man, I really liked what you did and it meant a lot at my point in my life. Like that one comment could have been outweighing that 2,000 hearts, like you said. That's so true. Even even just a couple people that have reached out and said nice things or said they related, I was like, wow, you're right. That yeah. was that was better. And no, that's no, crazy. That, you, know, you know, it either helped somebody or they liked a certain portion of it so much because of the way they related to it. And it's sad when you see other people that are like, nah, I just want those, you know, you know, clicks and stuff like that. Right. And it's like, oh, really? Like, is that? And then you go into this loop where you're like, but the clicks can alter the algorithm and then it can reach more people. And what if more people yeah, that's, re- relate that's, and get helped? I think that's a <laughs> shitty way to think because yeah. it, it's, it's a true fact. Like that yeah. is what it is. Like, I'm not saying that it's, you know, back to like the self-help things. If you just, you know, like YouTube doesn't give a fuck about, you know, and they're like <laughs> no, Google they and all that stuff. There is a science behind it. Like you can't outthink that, but if you put in the work and put it out there, you know, you are going to get the results that you want, you know, if you're just being you know, like authentic and honest and stuff like that, you know, yeah. and um, kind of flipping sides too with this. I really wanted to talk about the um, like structure of your book because I know you, you, you gave me a paper copy and then you have like this like uh, it's it's just so 
uniquely built, I guess I would say, maybe. I like it more. Yeah, it's really cool. I like it more, too. Yeah, and I like the whole, like, just, like, it. this is the worst way to do on a podcast since no one can really see it. But, I mean, I'll I'll post pictures and stuff. But, you know, did you do this yourself, like, the whole, like, cover and, like, bounding and stuff? I'm, like... My wife says the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Like I lost a roll of wrapping paper, Christmas wrapping paper, probably like four years ago. And I looked and looked and called everybody and texted everybody. Yo, did I leave this wrapping paper here? I loved this wrap. And I didn't stop. Wrapping paper. Wrapping paper. <laughs> I would not stop. And it became like a running joke. Like in the, at family meetings, was it like the wrapping magic. paper? Did you get your wrapping paper? And it, it's kind of <laughs> like I get, I, get, I get wrapped up, no pun intended, on something. That's a good pun. <laughs> I get I get wrapped up in something and it's like I'm like okay well if I'm gonna if I'm gonna write and try to publish this book it's like I gotta make sure I have the right size you know everything's gotta be the right size I gotta make sure this cover wraps around properly so I was just like well let me try to play around with it and then I started printing it off on my own on full sheets of paper and taking it to the garage lining it up with the with the builder's square you know and cutting it with the razor blade down to size and just experimenting with it trial and error you know using the drill press to drill the binding out and uh wire bind it myself and it did have a pretty cool look and i would agree that i do like that almost more than i like the published one it's just too labor intensive true i'd (laughs) see and that's the thing that is why i wanted to bring it up because i had no idea you handcrafted that like that's so freaking awesome you know and I feel very special now that I have one of those, you know, that's really cool. And I appreciate that. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, so you just, that's just who you are. You just wanted to put like your own authentic kind of, you know, uh, I guess limited edition book kind of, uh, you know, I guess look to it. Yeah, and if I have something in my head that I'm trying to do and I can't get that out into like a, a, a physical form, I just won't be able to sleep. So I'm like, I have this idea and I'm like, it's got to, it's got to happen here tonight, you know. Hey, that's cool. No, I, I come to bed. It's late. I'm in the garage. Yeah. I have to finish what I'm doing. Couple more minutes, babe. <laughs> I'll be right up. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think it's awesome. Now, did you do the artwork for it and like the the cover art and stuff? I did. You did? I did right. do the cover art. That was that was something I I didn't know what I was going to have on the cover until until I started designing the cover i was going back through some of my old drawings and and whatnot and then i i found that one that i'd for kind of forgotten that i did and i was like oh yeah i was like that actually kind of makes sense yeah for no the I, I, yeah and how would you describe it i guess i call it <laughs> sorry we had a little uh interruption there, we had so. a little mix up we have a new we have a new get we have a new guest on the podcast <laughs> they're protective of the baby <laughs> I would say, I would say I call it, I call it light bulb Buddha. Light bulb kinda, Buddha. It kind of embodies the. I can the, see that the, the cross legs. Yeah, you know, stomach. and it looks like he's kind of like meditating, almost like he's got like an idea. Kind of goes along with the theme of the book of kind of like not feeling like yourself, kind of feeling alien, but like trying to like really think about it. Is that like your brain melting with the candle and stuff yeah. like that, or just I don't know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it could be. It could be melting or like being enlightened. I'm at sure the same I melted time. portions of my brain over the course of writing the book. <laughs> well, uh, no, I, I really think it's cool. It like definitely seems like something that you know I'll probably get a tattoo of after this show. So. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but um, I 
<laughs> the Trash one, it's a, it's a <laughs> yeah, it's your ad. Uh, that's what. Can you help me with that? You know, you can just it's a write whole, it. It's a it. whole back piece of the entire back. Some some <laughs> of my favorite parts wow. of the book too is like just the, uh, um, the comments on it and stuff like that. Like oh, my fake reviews. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, let's not say they're fake, but they're you know, definitely real. The millenniums are real, you know, yeah. and uh, the three people that kind of read it, you know, they are real. So <laughs> I I just think that's cool to see with um. You know, we did kind of come into this podcast talking about how it maybe sound heavy and stuff like that, but which is, you know, when you read it, you, I mean, when you maybe see it, it just might sound like that. Like it might sound like, oh, this is going to be just like a very deep, I mean, it is deep, but it's just like, there is a lot of humor to this book that I I just wanted to kind of relay as well, you know, which I think turning over takes you back and forth, you know, a little bit of a roller coaster ride there. Yeah, and that's why I think like when you get the book, just like turning over and reading like these little uh, uh, comments and you know tidbits that he puts in, it's just you can see that there is a lot of humor to it, which is really cool. So I, f- I feel like writing my when I wrote my mixed reviews, what I was trying to do was act like I was everybody else and just attack it from every angle in like a see really, that's hard to do in a really extreme do- way. So that way, I've already said everything someone that who was being extreme could say about my book. <laughs> there that's very smart you know and a lot of people can't can't do that self criticism criticism about themselves you know so for you even like even if it's just like a joke and messing around right. that that takes a lot to even write that down and like saying something that's not just like a f you you know what i mean like but to have something very thoughtful and creative of just critiquing your work if it's positive or negative you know mm-hmm. like that's uh you know that says something so um yeah, do you have any comments or anything to say, Joe? <clears throat> yeah, I I actually had a few questions. Um, where do you draw inspiration from your characters, and uh, do they represent people or maybe just ideas? Uh, I actually I feel like I've had like a variation of this question before. I was talking about this with one of my buddies not that long ago. I feel like a lot of the characters stem from like either obviously some of the stories if they really hit home and you feel them there you can probably say that they're they're true or how i really felt at the time but a lot of the stories and poems end up being like almost an exaggeration of a feeling i've had where you're like you're you're in a position and then you're like i wonder what you know life is like if this just keeps happening and keeps happening and just keeps whittling away at me you know and like you start to understand how people can hit that hit that get in that space you know that's like a bad space to be in so it's kind of like it's almost like taking your mind to pretend land to be like what's this person's life like if this keeps happening you know um, if that makes sense does that make sense anyway like, like yeah like, so like to 100 like, yeah like some of the ones repeat. like some of the ones about like uh that obviously are talking about like alcoholism like i'm obviously not like an alcoholic well you guys don't know that but <laughs> Yeah, not, not to the not to the point where not to the point where it's like debilitating, but I feel like somebody who would somebody who reads he's the book, drinking a some, gallon of Jack Daniels right somebody now. Somebody who's reading the book might be like, you know, get an impression that like my life was maybe totally in shambles with like a drinking problem that was affecting me severely. When you know, some of it is obviously just. Uh, kind of a little bit of role playing, you know. Some of it's, you know, true to extent. Just kind of imagining where your life can go if, if you know, if you keep going down that rabbit hole of like work sucking, and you know, whatnot. Yeah, 
I don't know if I'm describing that right. Um, I'd also, um, <clears throat> what is your favorite piece you in this book and why? My favorite piece and why? That's a two part. That's oh two part. God, <laughs> the deuce. Jeez, man. Can I have a? Can I have a one minute here? Just a second. Let me see what. Okay, why you I think I, we'll just talk to each yeah. other. So, Joe, what have yeah. you been playing video games? <laughs> you know, it, it's funny that you brought up the wood earlier because yeah. I felt like that was such a big part of our lives. And between us, the characters we met, because it's like, how is how was everyone that worked there, but like our core group, like mentally ill in like some very real and yeah. apparent way? And <laughs> but I mean, those are the kind of people where it's like, uh, I, I can't. <laughs> I think that's what makes it's like you have a bunch of squares or just like just I don't know like it's good to have your shit together I totally get that but I mean it is to have characters in your life and it's at some point you know you get older and you don't want to have that in your life anymore but I think at the age where you know me and you were working together and stuff to have those kind of characters in our life was probably the best time you know what i mean where you know we had a less responsibility in our life you know we could we had easier things to manage than probably now and it's you know nice to talk about those things now and reflect on them so it's funny how when you reminisce you usually reminisce about the times that were not as good but you revere them as you know this was the build to my life like there's this song on the radio right now it's this pop song 89x it's called Degenerates, okay. and it's by like some band, some some pop punk band from back in the day. I forget, like Story of the Year or something. I forget right. Story of the Year. It's, it, right. it was someone that I hadn't heard since I was like twelve. Okay, but how old are you now? I'm thirty-two. <laughs> I'm thirty-two we're, too. We're, we're talking twenty years. Uh, I'm the baby here. How old are you? <laughs> I'm twelve. <laughs> <laughs> But it just made me think, like, it, it's called Degenerates. You know, my, my friends are degenerates, yeah. but I'd never change them. That's pretty much the chorus. And it's just like, you know what? You shouldn't. Yeah. Right? The degenerates, they, they're they the spice of life. Exactly. And yeah, of course. And, you know, you, you, you get that influence of, like, you know, yeah, you don't want to be fixing somebody else's <clears throat> problems and, like, you know, going through their life because they're just, like, a big mess. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's especially now where we're at, it's just like, if you met somebody now like that, you're just like, I don't got time for you, dude. Like most of the time you can't fix people's problems. And that too. It's, it's just a waste of time, you know? So fixes their fixes a problem. They usually did that on their own. Yeah, exactly. And that's just something that they need to deal with and whatever shape and form that is. But, and there is, you know, through life, there's a lot of things where, it's fun to see, especially, you know, when you're young and stuff like that, you know, you can brush off like a bad weekend and stuff like that. And it's with like traveling and stuff too, which we did a lot of, you know, with uh, the job we had before. It isn't like the flight going well, the um, drive going well. It's all like the, you know, we broke off on the side of the road or we hit a bad stop or we got delayed. Like those are the funny stories that, you could write about or make stories about, or this person bitched about this or this. And at the moment you want to kill that person or kill the situation, you know, strangle it. But when you reflect on it, hopefully in a healthy way, you're like, that was so fucking funny. You know? well, it, it, in a way it's our best days are yeah. forgotten because. Yeah. I mean, 
when someone says like, "Hey, like I found like a you know a hundred dollar bill on the floor," like that's not really that interesting for how cool that is. Like you're like, "Well, yeah, I wish I found that you know hundred dollars on the floor or whatever," but. It's a lot more interesting if someone's like, dude, I tr- I accidentally put a $100 bill into a vending machine and I thought it was a $1 bill. It's like, you idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Like something like that. It's just yeah. like, it's a funny, more funny story. So, but um, yeah. Did you find uh, one that you, one of your favorites? I did. And I think I'm going to stay consistent with this. I don't know if it's my favorite or not because a lot of them mean a lot of different things to me. Yeah, I was going to say, I've been that'd be funny if you just said it was your book and you just read the whole book. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like one of my favorites still that stood the test of time, which is like six months <laughs> of hey. being my favorite, is uh, lead. I like lead a lot. Cool. Well, why don't we take that time to... Is that the one you wanted to uh, you know talk about or uh, you know kind of recite or did you have another one in mind? I could I could read that and another one. Oh, so let's just do that. Let's do two. two. Well, you can't bring up your favorite and not you know. Right, I can't not read my favorite. My favorite. See, the thing about my favorite is it really, it's really not as user friendly as a lot of the rest of the book. So it's not something you like maybe read and get something right off the rip. I like I like to sit with that one, but I'm gonna start with something else. All right, yeah, shoot. And uh, this well, one, you. this one's called Dad. <clears throat> Dad, you asked how I became a man. I watched you as I grew, and every question that I had was stuff that you just knew. I watched the way you told my mom the things she longed to hear. I saw some things I shouldn't have sometimes that made me scared. I'd ask mom how to get a date. She'd say, go ask your pops. So dad and I would stay up late and have those awkward talks. It wasn't long before I found the photos that you hid and videos that showed just how to do the things they did. You taught me how to work on cars and how to fix all things. You showed me how to work out hard and how to push through pain. You coached me up on several sports and helped me out with school, revealed to me the worst of war and ways the world was cruel. You always found a better deal on things that I would buy, and shortcuts went behind the wheel to save me lots of time. There were no questions you would shun or that you didn't know. I'm proud to say that I'm your son. Thanks a ton, Google. (laughs) Yeah, all right. When you said the Google thing, I was like, I remember that one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's. I had somebody tell me the other. I had somebody tell me the other day. They were like, I was almost in tears on that one until the end. Talk about the roller coaster <laughs> of poems. That's just like yeah. tick, 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 <clears throat> tick, 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 and then bam. <laughs> and then it hits you with it. Cool. Can, that's something you're good at. But that's that's cool though, because you can take that away a lot uh, from like the first part to the last. You know, it's like. And I feel like that's a that was something I tried to do, and that's not consistent throughout the entire book. But I feel like I've tried to get some sort of twist in the end of a lot of them, or like a punchline that kind of hits at the end. You know. <clears throat> I can uh I can read my favorite one now. I don't know if it's gonna be a fan favorite, but it sure is my favorite. Yeah, well, hey, that's all that matters. So let's do that and uh then we'll go into our next segment after that. So all right. This one's called This one's called Lead. My pencil was perfectly sharpened. Short, steep, symmetrical. Would you like me to sharpen that for you? Sure. But why would I say sure? I had just taken the time to sharpen it to perfection by hand. I even glued the eraser back on. It was aesthetic perfection. 
Not so used that it was awkwardly small, but not so new that the eraser was still square. He was just trying to be nice. I was just trying to be nice. We were both trying to be nice. Into the electric sharpener it went, aggressively marring the tip. What he handed me back was horrifying. The once short and steep angle down to a finely crafted point was now a long, shallow, roughly shaved, oblong mess. It was perfect in every way. Thank you for sharpening my pencil, sir. Golden. <laughs> you read those really well. I think, Thanks. like, uh, I know we talked about it before, but you should definitely do some, like, kind of open mic things with those. One of the, I said that article I was reading earlier, they said one thing you want to do to promote your book is do an audio book. And I forgot what the other one was. Would you be about. the one that want to do it? Or? Oh, I would absolutely want to do it. Right. Could I think that'd be a lot of that? fun. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Well, you could just read it right now. And I'll, no, it's kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know. I don't know anything about audio or recording. <laughs> Promise not to just post. It. I mean, I could. I could obviously. This is my voice and my work. No, I could. Gonna... <laughs> you do the whole thing. I see it pop up on Amazon. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, but if in a hypothetical question, uh, if you could pick a voice actor, who would you pick? Just like dead, alive, uh, you know, actor. Even I don't know someone. Just you know, a funny since question. we were since we were talking about it earlier, maybe I'd like to do David Hayter. Ah, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> is he going with the Metal Gear? That is fucking sweet. Let's go with him. You know, let's get Pliskin on the track. I'm trying to think, that, and I won't get like too much dead in here, but just I'm trying to like hear that what you led, like the one you just said with his voice. <laughs> I'll do that after. That's that's too funny. I wish there was a filter I could just hit a button and it'd just be like. Where's your pencil? You know, like, so <laughs> I, I, I have a bad snake. So that was my David Hayer of the year. Uh, yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, no, th- th- those are great. That's, uh, I like the way you, you talk about them too. You really say them with, you know, good, just, you know, just confidence of just like what your work is. So that's awesome. So um, we're going to go into this last segment I usually do with my shows. And this is uh, called the Bonsai Drop. And this is just a small little segment that is where I showed you guys a little clip before of a YouTube clip and uh, we're just going to talk about it. So So, um, I showed you the YouTube clip of Lex Friedman, who was on Joe Rogan pretty recently, but I thought it was funny having you on the show today. And this guy talked about robots and stuff that we didn't even talk about in this but he brought up a poem at the end which i was really happy because the poem he brought up was uh i think it was called try by charles uh, brukowski and Mm -hmm. um just i'll put it in the show notes and you know people can look it up for themselves and there's another youtube channel called the pursuit of wonder that does a little like five minute um kind of just like backstory of who Bukowski was. He was this uh, very, uh, he's dead now, but he, he was just this struggling writer that just kept writing and just did all this stuff to get his ideas out. And he, he was, he was from Russia, you know, terrible childhood and all this stuff. But he just always said that like, if something's in you, if it's writing, painting and uh, whatever it may be to just like, always keep doing it you know he he really had like his work is very interesting because it's not like super self-help but it is you know it's and that um you know poem that we listened to you know i just thought really kind of resonated with 
you know, you doing your work and putting your ideas and your feelings out there and stuff. So um, what did you think about it when I showed you that? I mean, I thought that was an awesome clip. He definitely hit the nail on the head with that one about just like, you, you know, you can watch, you can scroll on your phone for days and days and on your computer for days and days. But like when you, if you want to do something, you just have to do it. It's almost yeah. like a no half measure thing. You know, it's like you just, you got to be all in. And yeah. I think anybody who saw me working on my book, that was definitely a common theme. Like I was a hundred percent all in, like in the zone for like a while there. So Yeah. And that's why I think it fits so well with this because you have your stuff, you have your work. You're not just like, yeah, I'm writing a book someday. I'm writing, I'm, I'm a writer. I'm writing this. You're like, I have it right here. Like, this is my product. This is my, this is my work, you know, you mm -hmm. know, check it out. And, um, did you like, what would you thought, what did you think of the clip? <clears throat> I, Joe, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much just, you know, it exactly felt, what he said. If felt, you want something, take it. Didn't it no fit so it well you. with like what, you know, we're talking about now today? It just like, I thought it was so weird that I heard it just, you know, a couple <laughs> days before and I'm like, thank God. Well, you, you meet, know? you meet a lot of people that are like, a lot of people are like this, the woulda, coulda, shoulda people, you know, are like, oh, that's, that's cool. You know, like I always wanted to do this and you're like, well, just do it. Yeah. That's all you got to do is do it. Especially it if they're frustrating. Yeah. To, to talk to. It's just like, dude, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't even <laughs> want to hear your voice. Just, just shut up. Yeah, just yeah. do it. Or don't. Yeah. I don't even care. You like, beat it to death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's better to <laughs> fail at I, it than you know not see it come about. So, and I hope, and I hope anybody who knows me would say that about me. Like, if I say I'm going to do something, I try my damned hardest to do it, and I'm very task oriented, and I like try to complete everything I set out to do. So, oh yeah, Robert. this was this was a big big fucking thing on my checklist so i'm well, you, super happy with it you can check it off and yeah, right. that's fucking awesome dude so <laughs> i got friends um, that are like when's your next book coming out and i'm like i don't have anything left inside me i'm just like empty now <laughs> actually I, I do want to bring that up but you just basically said it so you're gonna let this kind of fill me up Joe? <laughs> I just think of I just think of MacGruber when I think hear that to fill you up. Have you seen that I'm movie? I'm a shoot. <laughs> so so uh, just a little bit with that. So you're just gonna kind of let this kind of marinate for a bit, like maybe, and then maybe write something, do something I think different. So you know, if I'm paying, if if I get. If, I, if the berating gets too bad at work, you know, maybe maybe we'll have some poems about my foreman. There you go. <laughs> so you so you got your plug. Yeah, that's Where? uh. Let's plug your stuff. So uh, how can everybody plug reach my your stuff? Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, we just talked about filling <laughs> up. So <laughs> let's talk about plugging it up. You know. Is this the gape segment <laughs> of the show? Uh, sure. Yeah, if that's what you want to call it. No, I call it fill off. it up, plug it up, and uh, uh I, I guess gape would be. <laughs> so my. My Instagram is at Robert Centuri, C-E-N-T-R-U-I, and I have a website where people can purchase my book. It's called wishthatwereme.com, and I think that's all I have going right now for, oh, yeah. for plugs. Obviously, the book is called Man, I Wish That Were Me by Robert Centuri, and I've been getting a lot of positive feedback on it. It's kind of a little wild ride, and I think everybody can relate to some part of it or find some things in there that are uh, uh, meaningful to them. Yeah. yeah. And then I think on a, I think one of the things I hope people come away with is that in the end it kind of 
I, I guess we forgot to touch on this too, is I think it speaks a little bit to men's mental health too, which I, which I believe gets brushed to the side a okay. lot with people just saying, uh, you have feelings as a man and they're just like, you know, Hey, be a man. And then, well, being a man writing what you did. And I think yeah. if anyone, you know, whoever listens to this podcast and stuff can just, you know, understand that through what you just discussed through right. this podcast. So I, if they don't get that, they're, you know, I don't know what they're, thinking so a lot of people are afraid to you know articulate their emotions and feel like you gotta push them away and be tough and stuff but and it doesn't mean especially with like the little you know uh bits that you just you know read for us and stuff you know it doesn't have to be like oh i feel so alone and no one knows what you know like the whole emo like stereotypical (laughs) thing that that's not what it is you know right you can be a very proud confident artist and bare your soul with just you know, you know, good words, good work. And you, just like you did, man. So hell yeah. So right. check out all this shit, you know, follow them, you know, rate and review stuff. And yeah, we're going to get this out here, man. So awesome. Uh, Thank you for having me on. This yeah. was fun. Joe, do you have any I was kind of nervous at first. <laughs> Nothing to be nervous about it, especially <laughs> after the, you know, our lunch thing that we yeah. had. <laughs> I think that broke the ice pretty good. Yeah. So <laughs> do you have anything to plug Joe? To plug? Yeah, sure. You can uh, plug anything you want. <laughs> no, no, no plugs for me. Yeah, cool. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for listening to the Bonsai Chat. And Robert, I hope to have you on, and I hope the best of luck for you and your book and stuff. And, um, yeah, let's do this again. Awesome. Appreciate it. All right. Bye, guys.